Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Your world can change in a second. The beautiful bride was enjoying one of the most anticipated moments of her life. She was being photographed in her wedding dress. Her mind was on how to make each move and each moment of her wedding as beautiful and as memorable as possible. Her parents had spent thousands of dollars to make it a special moment for her and for them. The venue was decorated. The food was ordered. The guests had begun to arrive at the hotel. The cake was made. Everything was going to plan. The next few hours would be the most memorable of her life. There is no question that the next few hours, in fact, the next few weeks, would be one of the most memorable in her life, but not in the way she had anticipated. As her picture was being taken in front of a beautiful landmark building in Beirut, a fire a mile away was burning out of control. Considering the bridal party was many blocks from the fire, what would it matter? Unknown to anyone associated with the wedding, the warehouse that was burning contained over 2,000 tons of ammonium nitrate, a chemical that was sold as fertilizer, but could be used as an explosive. Thousands of cameras around the city of Beirut captured what happened when the fire reached the fertilizer. The explosion was one of the most powerful non-nuclear explosions in history. The blast wave ripped through the port at supersonic speeds, destroying or damaging thousands of buildings. Worse, the blast killed hundreds and wounded thousands of people in Beirut. Some reports indicate that almost 300,000 people were homeless after the blast. The moment is also captured in the video that was being taken of the young bride in her beautiful dress. One moment everything was perfect. In the next moment, the bridal party is running for their lives through a devastated city. We have been talking about the different elements and types of writing that is found in the Bible. We have spent time talking about the songs and prayers found in the book of Psalms. We have talked about the histories, such as Luke's account of the early believers. We have talked about the letters written to believers by the apostles. But found within the Bible collection is also some writings that take a look at the challenges of daily living and daily thinking. One of these is the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes is widely regarded as being written by King Solomon, the son of King David. The internal evidence of Solomon being the author seems overwhelming, meaning the book is written by one of the most interesting men in Jewish history. And for him to discuss the ins and outs of life, he is going to have a great deal to say. By almost any measure, the period that Solomon ruled Israel was the most peaceful and the most prosperous in Jewish history. It was the time that the first temple was built in Jerusalem. His 40-year reign began with so much promise, as he is given a great gift by God to rule the people with justice and wisdom. But his reign did not end very well. He had become obsessed with his wives, many of whom were from foreign lands and had foreign beliefs, and they impacted Solomon's devotion to God. It is recorded that his, quote, his wives caused him to turn away from God. Because of this, because of this, the nation would suffer from a civil war and a division between the northern region and the region around Jerusalem, and that division would never be healed. So Solomon was both a success and a failure. 
What does that mean in terms of what he might share with us? One of the greatest engineers of all time was a man by the name of Kelly Johnson. His career included building some of the most important airplanes in history. Some years after he retired, he was asked to make a talk at a major university about what he had learned. Most people there were expecting him to talk about his great triumphs, such as the SR-71 Blackbird or the U-2 spy plane. But they were taken by surprise when most of the lecture was about Kelly Johnson's failures. He had quite a few. Planes had crashed. Planes that could not fly. Planes that did not do what they were intended to do. Well, kinds of failures. He talked for three hours about what he had learned from each failure and how that influenced the next success. Kelly Johnson valued understanding his mistakes and failures as much as he valued his successes. Think of Solomon and his experience and his insight and what that must be like. Consider the riches of being the king of a very prosperous nation. Consider the four decades of ruling a people in their most peaceful time. He sends forward into history his hard-won lessons and shares those with us. I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I decided to study and to use my wisdom to learn about everything that is done in this life. I learned that it is a very hard thing that God has given us to do. As he identifies what he is doing, Solomon explains, or maybe admits, that life is hard to understand. There are many things that are discussed in this book. In future podcasts, we will look at different elements and topics that are covered by the book of Ecclesiastes, but we are going to start with the most famous section of this book. You may know the words of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and not even realize it. As I read these words, see if they seem familiar to you. There is a right time for everything, and everything on earth will happen at the right time. There is a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to plant and a time to pull up plants. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. There is a time to destroy and a time to build. There is a time to cry and a time to laugh. There is a time to be sad and a time to dance with joy. There is a time to throw weapons down and a time to pick them up. There is a time to hug someone and a time to stop holding so tightly. There is a time to look for something and a time to consider it lost. There is a time to keep and a time to throw things away. There is a time to tear cloth and a time to sew it. There is a time to be silent and a time to speak. There is a time to love and a time to hate. There is a time for war and a time for peace. If the words seem familiar, it is because they are the lyrics of a number one song on the Billboard charts. The artist Pete Seegers put it to music, and the hit was recorded in 1965 by the band called The Birds and was played on every popular radio station for weeks. The song, titled Turn, 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 has since appeared on TV and movie soundtracks and is often associated with the Vietnam War protest songs. The words were 3,000 years old when Pete Seeger adopted them to its modern melody. Yet, confronted with the turbulent times of the 1960s, Pete Seeger's found within these words a powerful truth. The truth that Solomon reveals to us in his writings 
are still the truths of our lives. In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about such contemporary topics as corporate greed, corrupt politicians, and injustice. These were the realities of life in Israel a thousand years before Jesus, and they are the realities of life today. So let's take a moment to examine this iconic passage and see what help there is for us today. One of the first things that is noticed is the repeating of the word time. It is always there, and it is always passing by. What examination of wisdom would be complete without discussing time? But the first verse is different than the rest of the section. The version read earlier was from the English Revised Version. This is another reading from the English Standard Version. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. Some have taken the statement to mean everything happens for a reason, but that is not what this verse says. Using this version, think about the use of the word season. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. When we hear the word season, we often think of the four seasons of the year. Spring, summer, fall, winter. As this podcast is being written, the last of the fall leaves have come down out of the trees around the neighborhood. Just a few weeks ago, the trees were almost on fire with the reds, yellows, and golds of the fall leaves. Just a few weeks before that, the trees were dense with the green of the summer leaves. It is amazing how quickly the entire countryside transformed from green to gold to empty branches. And the ground went from green grass to covered in brown leaves. At its core, this verse is about change. Our lives, our families, our jobs, our health, our city, our country, our world changes all the time. Sometimes those changes are what we would consider to be good, and sometimes those changes are considered bad. Some people love the snows of winter, while others hate the cold. But what we cannot stop is change from happening. Solomon wants us to know that we will all see many changes take place, whether personal or widespread. Think back to the young bride taking pictures that day in Beirut. Her world changed in the blink of an eye. The dust and debris from the explosion covered her beautiful white dress. For some brides, a spot on their wedding dress would be a disaster. Instead, she had to deal with a shattered city, people she knew and loved that were hurt or maybe even dead. Every element of her day was gone. But she survived and had the next day and the next day to live her life. We do not know what happened to her, but my guess is that she is married and living her life. Her photo album is not what she expected, but that is the essence of what this passage says. Things change. Then Solomon speaks of the most dramatic and personal change of all, life and death. A time to be born and a time to die. If we are a part of the human race, there is a first breath and there is a last. There is no escaping that truth. Using the word we were discussing earlier, that season might be heartbreakingly short, as an infant might only survive for a few moments. Or that season might be a century or more, as an elderly person outlives all their friends, and sometimes even family. The interval is not the topic, 
the change is. In the same way we cannot stop the leaves from falling from the trees, we cannot prevent the end of life and the challenge it represents. But we can't ignore it or have a tantrum at these inevitable facts. That is the way some people deal with change and especially the reality of death. That is what Solomon is trying to get us to understand and prevent. If we close our eyes to the truth about death, we will miss what opportunities life presents to us, because we will assume everything will continue the way it is today. But that is just not true. We need to see and understand that life ends and to prepare for it, emotionally, physically, as well as spiritually. Each statement that comes after this is a paradox. Kill to heal, to plant to uproot what is planted, to tear down to build up, to weep, and to dance. The passage speaks to where we are in our life. We remember the joy of starting a new job, then the hurt of the layoff notice. We are amazed at the new house we bought, but cry as we see the wreckage left by a tornado. Nothing we will create, invent, decide, buy, or accomplish will survive the ravages of time. Then there is the repeating of each idea. Think of the farmer and how he plans for these changes. Planting season is one action, but the harvest is another. This cycle repeats again and again. Notice that these following elements can be seen the same way. Peaceful fields one year become battlefields a decade later. Just a few years after that, peace returns for a few years. A decade or a century, but then the armies march across the same soil, the same hills, down the same roads again. The buildings that are built are torn down, then other buildings are built on top of them. Also, there are the emotions. We will feel joy as well as grief. We will feel hope, and another time, give up hope and feel despair. This was life as Solomon saw it, and this is our life today. People have not changed. How we move people, or how we feed people, or how we entertain people has changed to, to a degree, but people in life have not changed. We still feel joy and sorrow. Storms still destroy. Sickness and hunger are still with us. Corruption and violence still bring us grief. But if these things exist, so does the other side of the change. Storms pass. The war ends. The corrupt kings die. Then the cycle begins again. Only one thing stands apart from all of this entropy. That is God. It is his mercy that allows us to escape this cauldron of change. He loves us and wants us to find a home with him. While there are other parts of Ecclesiastes that we will discuss, we need to be sure to always mention what conclusion King Solomon himself came to realize. The end of the matter, after all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. How this impacts our daily vision and values is for another episode. But know this, Solomon's words were true in the 1960s. They were true 3,000 years before, and they are still true today. Solomon can help us see things clearer and to see God as the one that is the solution 
to these things? When all has been heard, will we listen to God? Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.